0: and diet. welcome in to 11 personnel it is nfl draft week and derby week i'm nick roush and i'd like to wish you everyone out there and adam luckett a very happy derby
1: happy derby happy draft season mr roush the, the draft prep is uh coming uh, to an end this weekend
0: I'm like the antithesis of a Scrooge where, you know, he's just bah humbugging everything. I'm just happy Derby, happy Derby to just anyone and everyone I see. <laughs> and it it alarms some people. They don't know what to say back. They're just like, uh, you too, you know, is they're just so they're used to the casual, how's it going or something else. They're not used to that greeting. It's very disarming. Yeah.
1: I've, I I have, I, to me, it feels like just yesterday. We were like it was this time last year. I feel like it's kind of flown by well, in a weird I, way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would much rather not think about last year, but
1: well, I think just like how we had the Masters in November, how you had Derby wasn't that long ago.
0: Yeah, I will agree with you there, where we had Derby's and Masters really close to one another. Right. it felt odd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it also brings you back to, to the NFL draft where I'm not saying it's flown under the radar, but there's been so much stuff happening. I know the wait is really long, and it felt Mm -hmm. even longer without the combine. But when you have March Madness and then the Masters, it does seem to flow right into it, whereas last year we were starving for anything, and the draft was just our one beacon of hope.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot more, I think, draft fatigue this year than there was last year, just because we were so thirsty for stuff last year. Or this year, um, the entire Justin Fields thing has just been exhausting um, from from both sides. Uh, the uh, the circus that the 49ers are running right now, it's been kind of ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I'm ready for uh, the first three or four picks to be over, and then we can get into the good stuff after that.
0: Right, right, because the 49ers have essentially, by making that move up, they've made it to where they're the first overall pick and that's what's going to be right worse. the draft like starts it, with them right It is is it's going to start with them but we still goodell's going to put them on the clock at probably 805 810 even though it starts at eight they, t- they do all of their intros and all that then it's going to go to goodell and it's going to take us 30 more minutes before we even oh yeah out it'll out be close to
1: 845 before we yeah. probably hear their pick
0: yeah it's just it's just the th- that part of it's going to be frustrating but I, I think once we get into the nitty gritty, it's going to be fun to see how scared teams are into taking quarterbacks. They're motivated by fear like it, and they're all chicken shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Pitts said today he thinks the first four picks are going to be QBs. Yeah. So if that happened, that would be, you know, well, I guess it could be. I keep forgetting there's five QBs. Trey Lance, it's always like, I keep forgetting about him. Um, and he but could yeah, end up being the, the best Falcons at number four. Yeah, for sure. He's the most, I think. Just, I guess, I mean, he's good. It's just unknown. You just don't know. Small sample size. Didn't play a lot of football as a starting quarterback. Obviously, the competition aspect. But yeah, he's got he's got all the tools you could want.
0: Which, um, so which, which team's going to hit the Kyle Pitts lottery? Because they're going to hit one. Is it?
1: Yeah, I mean, Falcons at four always seem like to me the. The place to land him. Um, they committed some money to Matt Ryan in the off season, so it seems like they're willing to wait on a quarterback there for a little bit. And um, They got a new coach there. Arthur Smith came from the Titans. It seems like you know they need a tight end. Like that would be make the most sense. Um, but I don't. I mean, I don't know if he goes after that. I mean, the the Bengals are they're considering Chase or Penae Soul at five.
0: All right. So who do you want?
1: I want Soul. Uh, Chase is great. But
0: you got to have somebody to protect. Yeah, I mean, you can get good
1: receivers. The the, the game has proven that college football is just pumping out wide out talent. Mm -hmm. So you can get good receivers. I think one of my hot takes for this draft is like the the offensive tackles are getting talked up. I just I don't I don't really see that. Like I think like you like usual, it's a guy if you don't get a guy in the top 10 or the first round. Like the tackles is, I mean, it's just a crapshoot. You're you're it's you're rolling dice without with uh, the board leaned against you. I feel like, so, yeah, I, I want them to draft Sewell. Um, if they draft Chase, then they're, they're, you're risking a lot there in the second round for somebody to fall to you. Um, so I, I would draft Sewell, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, obviously, the Burrow connection is, I think, pretty big there.
0: Yeah, the Sewell one felt obvious when Burrow got hurt. It was like, well, good mm-hmm. thing he's sidelined. And I wonder how much of that is the long wait, and we've got dudes making mock drafts that just need to do yeah. something different when they're creating content. Because I, I, I think it, as we get into the case just for UK guys, I mean, Cleveland's always just made the most sense for Jamin yeah, Davis.
1: that's what I keep coming back to, too.
0: Yeah, but, like, people just want to move them around, and I think that's out of boredom because the NFL takes way, way too long to figure to, to get their draft to happen. It, this should have happened a week or two ago. Make it the weekend after the Masters. Just keep this thing rolling. Yeah, they got to stretch it out, man. That off-season <sighs> content. I know it's just too much. I mean, oh, goodness gracious! Shout out to CBS though that they've they've made like that farm system of mock drafts. It's crazy, um, but good for them. Good for them. Uh, Luckett, is there big picture draft before we get we dive all the way into the UK guys? Is there is there anybody in particular that you think could be a steal in this draft that might not be getting talked about as much, but could, could end up being a big time contributor.
1: Yeah. Trey Sermon running back at Ohio state. He's kind of slept on. You look at him at his production in college. He he hasn't been overworked. He bursted on the scene for Ohio state this year when he got healthy. Um, We've seen that outside wide zone make a big impact and he's a perfect runner for that style he can also you know Oklahoma they did a lot of stuff with him in the past game they did some stuff with Ohio State and he ran all over Clemson in that semifinal. he got hurt against Alabama he's just a guy I think you could get maybe the third round that I think you could get really good value and as like a fantasy guy he would be a guy I would keep my eye on when the fantasy draft rolls around that could be a good value guy and we see running backs all the time third fourth round running backs come in and boom, explode, have a big season. He's a guy I really like. Um, I mean, Terrace Marshall is the other LSU receiver. He had a really big season last year. He can play in the slot or play that vertical C receiver. He's a second-round mock. I think he's pretty good. I think he could be a surprise.
0: He's been kind of a buzz guy as of late, too.
1: Yeah. And then um, there's a little slot guy, Dwayne Eskridge out of Western Michigan. This guy's just a bolt of lightning. See,
0: I like I like this. Like you're getting an undersized yeah. guy from the Maxion, right? I mean, there's there's a ton of them out there, and I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Edelman comes to mind just because he's a retired guy. There's a dude for the Browns that right. played for a long time. Well, that was undersized, played both ways. You, you, there's small,
1: you got, right? There's small school receivers in every class that come in, and it's like, whoa, like mm-hmm. that guy can play. I think that could be this guy. That could be this guy in this class. Um, and then I don't love the edge rushers in this class. I think if you need an edge rusher, um, this is not the great, the best class to to, to need one. Um, and then Syracuse got a safety, Andre cisco I think is really good. He's got like 14 interceptions in like 20 something games in college. Um, he's got really good speed. I think third or fourth round, he could be a good pickup if your team needs safety help. So those are some guys I've looked at. And then I'm interested to see what the Raiders do because they go off the wall every year in the first round. <laughs> Even last year, we saw third round, they, Two players that played the same position. One being Limbo and the other being Brian Edwards. And that was head-scratching. I'll yeah, and the they ended up
0: trading Bowden almost immediately. Right. And then he and then they Yeah, they also, wasted
1: but. draft capital. Good, good, solid draft capital. Like, you should shoot for getting a starter in the third round. Like, that's what you should be shooting for. And then all those first-round picks they got with the Khalil Mack trade, they kind of have wasted. Mm-hmm. They really haven't got any impact, guys, for uh, these weird draft tactics that Mayock and Gruden go through. So they usually have a surprise or two in the draft, and they'll be one I watch closely for sure.
0: I, I heard about uh, Jason Owe? Owe.
1: Yeah. Penn State, Jason Owe, zero sacks last year.
0: That is wild. That also, he he did put up some gaudy numbers, some
1: gaudy athleticism, but mm-hmm. you can't tell That's me what the, you're drafting him on, just the traits.
0: I mean, my God, zero sacks. How is mm-hmm. that?
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah. That's and then uh, Aziz
1: Ogelari, I think is the, probably the best him or Quody Pay at Michigan are the best edge rushers. And both those guys are short on the short end of the stick. Six two, six three. That's that's just scary. Like you, that's just scary. You don't see a lot of dynamic six two rushers um in the NFL. Well, that, we'll, we'll get to that with Boogie Watson too. Why I'm gonna explain why I think he's kind of become this un, it's gonna be an undrafted free agent, and a lot of it I think is due to the measurements.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into the Kentucky guys. I think in Jamin Davis's case, we we mentioned the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, for sure. When when it comes to inside backers, it doesn't feel like it's valued like it once was. But in Davis's case, aside from Micah Parsons, there doesn't feel like a slam dunk guy right. out there. And, and Davis does a lot of things that NFL teams really like uh, nowadays.
1: Yeah, usually if you've got a Devin White a Devin Bush guys that talented you go in top 10, it's pretty cut and dry. But after that teams are usually willing to wait second round, third round to get these guys. Um, but what we've, what we've seen with Davis and I think Parsons and Jeremiah, Wusha Karamoa, who's kind of like a linebacker slash safety. Ooh, way to pronounce that. Yeah. Been, I've been working on that journalism school or something. <laughs> Goodness gracious. He so, must be a big J. Yeah. So, so I think they've just kind of, they were kind of right there in between, um, they like him. I think linebacker is becoming more important, especially if you can get athleticism at that position to run sideline to sideline. And that's really why I think Davis has blown up because of what he can do. Uh, and, and from a coverage standpoint, the plays he can make in space, his testing numbers um, athletically were, were off the charts. And so that's why I can see him plugging in somewhere. Um, and he, he's going to have a chance to go and play for a good team. I think the saints are a legit option. Think the Browns. If the football teams um traded down, maybe he could get there, which would be a great spot because they're gonna have one of the better defenses in the NFL next yeah, year.
0: Their defense is pretty awesome.
1: They And then the, the the Packers need an inside linebacker help too. So that could also be, you know, I, I mentioned Packers and Steelers. Or I, I didn't mention Steelers for him. I mentioned Packers um and Steelers for another prospect, but they uh there's and there's there's Kentucky proof there like they've gone to kentucky they've had success with these players
0: yeah tomlin so, likes those guys
1: right so that could be um a uh, way yeah. for them to get in the, the building
0: i think i saw bucky brooks head davis to the steelers today and you know he's a guy that's pretty in the know and some of it just comes down to want versus need right. and obviously the steelers need help at running back but do you take a running back in the first round unless it's Najee Harris? Probably not, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. So, so I, like I said, a lot of these teams are motivated by fear. Mm-hmm. And if if they're scared that their guy that they won in the second round is going to be off the board, they might jump at him in the first.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're the Steelers are getting a running back in one of those first two picks. It's just mm-hmm. whether they want to spend the first round draft capital on it. So yeah, uh I think either way, Jamin, it's it seems like he's gonna go to a potentially a good team, a good situation. Um, so that that's good for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think it would be fun with the Washington football team because they are the rare case where they're a they've been a pretty bad team, right? But they actually have drafted well outside they've of They've got Dwayne fun pieces, Haskins. yeah. Like in mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins, that was considered a, a good get for when they got him as far right. as their position in the draft. Uh, because defensively, they're getting they've been getting surefire guys, you know, like right this dude's a bona fide winner. And that front four, those dudes are like all in their rookie contracts as well. Yeah, so they could be bona fide badasses. You throw Jamin in there, kind of yeah. plug and play. That would be that, and especially in the NFC East. I mean, my god, that division, you
1: yeah, they're gonna the be a favorite to win that for sure.
0: Last year, did they end up getting they never got a quarterback though, did they?
1: They sign Fitzpatrick. He's gonna be their starter. this oh, year.
0: oh, perfect. He that is the perfect team for Ryan Fitzpatrick to just like. Yeah, and they're gonna also probably games. gonna. Yeah,
1: they're gonna end up drafting like Kellen Mond or something. Ian Book Trask in the, like third round. Yeah, Trask in like the yeah. second round. Yeah.
0: That,
1: so yeah, um, but yeah, their defense, man, it's 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 really fun, and they they could be a good you know a good team and kind of a bad division where their record probably could be better than you than it really should be. But yeah, they they they're definitely a team that a lot of people are gonna have in the playoffs entering next season
0: i was about ready to say yeah they could i could see, you know being a 10 win team and that would be even easier because there's an extra game now maybe 10 and 7
1: yeah i keep forgetting that i'm gonna have to
0: yeah oh, drill that down that's gonna take a while to get used to uh man it was like last year saying the derby was in the first saturday in september it just doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue doesn't, right, yeah Absolutely. doesn't hit quite gotta retrain our brains i mean you can tell that it's Derby week around here, though. The weather, people out and about. like Kroger was a madhouse today. I mean, it's just... Mm-hmm. The, the buzz is in the air. Uh, I wonder what it's like in Cleveland. I wonder what it's like to be in a draft city at this time. Because since they started doing this traveling road show with the draft, I, I initially was like, I mean, who cares? But then I went to the one in Nashville for Josh Yeah, Allen's Nashville draft. was crazy. Yeah, and it was... It was fun and it was a good kind of event to go to that, I mean, you know, it's, it's free. Like you don't need a ticket to go to the event. Uh, You just need to have a place to stay and you go and party. You can also convince yourself that your team is winning no matter who they get. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So like there's, there's not a, you know, there's not like a big, I, I, I think it's fun. I think it's great that they're going to different cities Although it, it would suck if you're, I mean, how Cleveland is it that you're getting the draft and it's a draft that you can't really go to and party at? And, you yeah, know, just perfectly on brand.
1: It was in Vegas last year, which would have been awesome.
0: That Actually with the boat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That they ha- hope they go back there. We need I think that they agreed
0: sure. that they're going to do it not in 22, but I think at 23. They're going to go to Cleveland. Yeah. Or I mean, to Vegas. So I
1: like that they've taken this on the road. It's been, I think, a cool spectacle.
0: Yeah, and especially when back in the day, I was watching an old compilation of just Jets fans showing up to yes. the hotel ballroom, which was mm-hmm. that was a great clip because my God, what some horrendous picks, especially the one where Warren Saps on the board and they take like a tight end or something. It's like you idiots. Yeah, the, uh,
1: <laughs> the old school clips of like Giants, Jets fans booing their picks, Eagles. Ah, mm, it's just man. it's classic. The best,
0: though, are Raiders fans. Raiders fans and Bucks fans, because they're the most... I mean, they're here to party, man. <laughs> and They're here to yeah. dress up like pirates and, and crazy people. I love it. I, it's a shame we won't get the... It's, it's, I think it's going to be a weird viewing experience like it, because last year, it was just completely virtual weirdness. Yeah, the, I the, like last year's. Yeah, it, but I think we're going to get a weird mix where it's just going to be kind of, huh. You know, it just yeah, I won't mean, be the same as just being the first weird thing from home. And it also won't be the same in that we won't have all of the fans there acting like maniacs on the ground.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Rams aren't even going. They're just kicking into Malibu. Dude,
0: that house. So much
1: Which, mm-hmm. can I,
0: I, I wanted to pull up the record, but I just want to remind... Everybody who thinks Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach, that yeah, I saw was... that today. Well, yeah. did, did the record come out again? His record with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback because it sucked.
1: He said, um, Cliff Kingsbury's been a coach for how many years? He's had Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, and Kyler Curry or Kyler Curry, Kyler Murray at quarterback, and he's never won more than eight games in a season. Goodness, I mean, like, my
0: God, what are you idiots doing? I mean, I get it. He's good looking, he's probably a smooth talker, but Jesus yeah. Christ, well,
1: it's... a lot of that's. Just the Mahomes factor. He owes a lot to Patrick Mahomes. But he found him and recruited him. So it's not what you know, it's who you know sometimes in life.
0: Kind of like how Mark Stoops should have Austin McGinnis on his Christmas list every year. hmm Like that should, you know. Come on. Yeah. Don't, throw sure. the guy a bone for keeping your job there. But uh back to the Kentucky guys. Kevin, Joseph, day yeah. two.
1: I think that's probably going to be the only day two pick, round two, round three. Interesting uh, valuation, I think, for Joseph. I think he's going to be a guy that some teams are probably going to have like a fourth round grade on, and I think some teams could have a first round grade on. Mm-hmm. It's just what you, what you kind of want in your in your cornerback. Um, there's a this year. There's some bad on the tape, but there's also some whoa moments and some elite ball skills, top notch athleticism for the position. Um, he's a willing tackler like You could like, he's got some variants. I think where he could go, I could see him slipping into the third. I could see him being one of the top five picks in the second round. I could see him being sneaking in the first round. Some, some teams don't go on just, you know, we like them. We'll, we'll take them right here. Cause that happens a lot with some corners. Um, usually that, that position has a high, um, I guess the the rating system for each franchise is Yeah,
0: the variance is all different. different. Right, right, right. Because, right. like, whereas, like, one analyst has this is his top five, that can be completely yeah. different for like, the – Like, the to other.
1: bring the Raiders up again, Damon Arnett, they took in the first round last year, and everybody had, like, third and fourth round grades on him. And they took him at, like, number 19. So that's just an example. Like, I think that happens more often than you think. So, yeah, I mean, I, could, I don't think he'll go in the first round. I think he'll be a day two pick. But very interested to see – who picks him up and where he sticks. I think getting into probably a good building um, and someone invested in him is probably pretty important for Kelvin.
0: I saw the Raiders as a potential landing spot and uh, don't know if Vegas... Their corners the weren't place. good last year.
1: They do need corner help. For a man boss man. Yeah. The Titans need help at outside corner. I can see that.
0: They already have one You got too, so... Would that be the best fit for him? I don't know. That he—he's a guy that if you keep on the straight and narrow and get him yeah. dedicated to football, he can be playing for a long time. Yeah. But He also could go the complete opposite way, and it uh-huh. would surprise me. Yeah.
1: And Dane Brugler's draft guide—he wrote, "There's some character concerns. Some scouts think he might be more worried about his rap career um, mm-hmm. than being a football player." And so I think Daniel Jeremiah has said, "You like teams are going to have to do their digging." In on what happened at LSU and why he left. So we'll see. I mean, it, the talent's there. He just got to put it together. But, right, right, right. I, uh, but either way, for Kentucky's standpoint, I think that transfer worked. Kelvin was here for two years. Um, by all accounts, he was, you know, they had no problems that we knew about, at least. I mean, might have been some in house stuff, but nothing. Crazy outhouse. And he was a good player. He and he played most of the year and then opted out at the end. And then they they moved on, and everything seems to have gone well.
0: Right, right. No, I'm, at least on uh, a surface level. No, that's 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 fair enough. Uh, I am, man. I, I, because I, I I just don't know. Like you said, there's such a high degree of variance. Whenever we fire off that, I, who knows when that Appleart's going to get fired off Friday night of him getting picked. I mean, nothing would surprise yeah. me. Mm-hmm. But it would surprise me if he wasn't a day-two pick, though. I'll at least say that.
1: Yeah, yeah I think I don't I, – somebody's going to – if he gets in that third round, somebody's going to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening, but I don't think he'd get out of the third round. Now, with the
0: rest of the guys, that's the part where it, it's, it's a lot harder to peg down, especially because the later rounds are such wild cards to begin with. I'm checking out your – NFL draft guy and ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been over to Kentucky Sports Radio and seen the Adam Luckett shield sword performance, NFL draft guy, God, you're you're missing the hell out because this is Luckett in his in his perfect world, if you will, My, uh, what, what some would call a wheelhouse. Which, by the way, is there just a house of wheels that? Where where the hell did that come from? We just we're just storing our wheels in in houses I don't, now. I don't know. Well, it's this is certainly in your wheelhouse, but I think the pecking order you have, it's it's the same as Freddie's pecking order with Drake, Landon, Bohanna, Eccles, Duffy, and then the other guys is fringe
1: okay. guys. But I have the wheelhouse. Origin story for you, Mister Roush. Okay, it means the area of the strike zone where a particular batter batter is able to hit the mo- the ball most forcefully or successfully. I Guess some would say their zone, but some somebody called it a wheelhouse. And- it's a batter's box. No, it's just saying like the area of the strike zone where you. Yeah. No. You- no.
0: But like the the, the the okay. But still, it it doesn't really get to the heart of wheelhouse. I guess if you hit a bomb, it's a wheel. Uh, I don't know.
1: I guess they, just cause it's they an easy the, swing.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Wheelhouse. Oh, and That's going to be on my mind all day. That, I'm just going to put my brain in a pretzel over that unnecessarily. <laughs> but we're, we're in your wheelhouse. We're looking at what's going to happen on day three. Why is Drake Jackson going to be the first walkhead to hear, have his name called on day three?
1: Forty-four straight starts, two-time All SEC, um, heavy, high IQ player. He seems like be a perfect fit for a wide zone scheme at center. Um, now with Drake, there are some concerns. Like he's small. He's the smallest center in his draft. 6'1", 293. His hands are small. Eight and a quarter. Like that's going to matter to teams. Um, so he's got it's, it's going to have to be the right fit, but I just think, man, like you get Drake in an interview room, I'm sure there's teams just, oh yeah, like okay, we need this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think fourth fifth round is where you need to look for him. Somebody's gonna um gonna g- roll with him. and um, this is a good center class, I think. Um, but but he's a, a specific scheme fit that I think could be really good. And and for that fit, I look at the 49ers, the Browns, the Rams, the Packers, all those. Guys need interior offensive line help. Packers just lost their star center to, to the Chargers and free agency. So just just keep an eye on, on those guys. And then,
0: as we mentioned earlier with the Packers, they're, they're another one of those teams that's done well with Cats. Right. So, uh, and I even saw in a seven-round mock, they had Drake and Landon going to the Packers. Uh, so, you know, go Pack go. I guess. Landon so
1: much. Uh, we'll get into that. Why well, I don't think – he would be a fit for their offense um, because Landon, well, when I kind of evaluated him and did some digging, like he's he's left tackle, but that's probably not his position in the NFL. Brandon Thorne, who's like the ace offensive line draft guy, he thinks he's a right tackle or offensive guard and could be a really good power player. I think that's I mean, the kind of
0: consensus, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then the, pa- the, the testing numbers showed up, that power. 34 reps on the bench press. He's got monster hands, long arms, a huge wingspan, um, and then when you watch him on tape, he just—he really powers through dudes, uh, and he's got a really solid punch. But the reps aren't there from a pass protection standpoint, and Mm-mm. and he kind of he gets um, less knee bend and more uh, waist bend sometimes, and that affects even pass press, uh, pass pro. But getting into if he moves in the guard, I think that's less of a concern. And then in a power scheme where that's where a lot of you know like power O. Counter stuff like that, where you're pulling one person around and really getting a drive block and moving people off the line of scrimmage physically instead of running a track as you do in zone. I think that could be a good fit for him. And the Chargers, I noticed watching Pro Day, were very much um, in watching Landon closely. I saw the Chargers scout come up and talk to him a few times. I believe they have two Ooh. picks in the sixth round. So keep an eye on the Los Angeles Chargers. They're late for Landon Young mm, blocking for Tristan Herbert, living out in LA. Playing in that it, stadium, be Yeah, nice. another thing with Landon, high character mm-hmm. team captain that was involved in some stuff off the field here at UK over at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and he combines it with great play strength. Um, he showed some resilience in his career coming back from that ACL injury. Um, dealt with pressure coming to Kentucky as a highest-ranked high, recruit in the Mark Stoops era at the time. And really uh, delivered um, in his time there in Lexington. So I think all those things are going to be stuff that franchises eat up when they're looking for prospects in the fifth, sixth round. Um, because that that late is where you you don't want to deal with character concerns at all. No, kind of no, no, no. You want guys in there that you're not going to have to worry about that are gonna come in and work hard and make your team better. And that's what Landon Young's going to do. And so I think sixth round is probably where we'll see him come off the board.
0: Okay. At much better than seventh. Uh, last I checked. Also best to not just be sweating it out there that late because yeah, uh, you, you know it's going to be stressful for those guys. I believe that it will be running from like 2 to 8, 3 to 8, something like that on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I think it starts at noon. I think it's – or at 1130. It's like noon to 7.
0: Oh, man, it's that long. Wow. Well, I will definitely be out of
1: commission for other reasons. Um, but – Yeah, it's uh it's quite the conundrum for me. I, I do love sitting down and watching all this draft coverage, especially Saturdays for – that's just a marathon and for football oh. guys it's picks every day I And mean, it's like oh he's going there he's going oh i remember that guy and uh well yeah there's a lot of really good college football
0: players that are familiar faces that'll get taken off the board uh mm-hmm. there's also some fun new guys like the the, the the d3 guy the other center that's uh they're gonna you know have videos of him snapping you know yeah, to, yeah. you're gonna get a lot of quirky things and you get your Shefties and your Kuipers, you get all of these people who have been on TV for 72 hours nonstop. <laughs> yeah. They start getting delirious. Punch they drunk, get, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: they get a little goofy. You
0: know, it's like listening to a KSR postgame show at 30 in the morning.
1: You just, and you just don't the, know what's going to happen. The picks are rolling so fast there on Saturday, and they're way behind, and they're just trying to touch on all this different right, stuff. Right, right, yeah. And you really kind of can tell how much they've research they've done to spit off takes on all these guys. And then yeah, it's, I've just looked it up. It starts at noon. I think it'll run to about six thirty.
0: Well, and that's actually uh, if you're not going to the derby, it's great for watching. If
1: but the the thing is with derby
0: parties, a lot of it's socializing, you're socializing between races. It's, so so you're gonna be it's great.
1: <laughs> it's great nap television. It is up there with a Saturday golf tournament where if you I don't know, if you go outside, cut the grass, doing some yard work, you come inside, eat lunch about one o'clock. Watch a race. Yeah, you lay that. Watch right. Or you lay down on the couch and the draft and the drafts on, and they just have that little music. You turn down the ding, volume ding. a little bit. Yeah, you, and yeah, then it's great nap television.
0: So you have the nap television, but it's also going to be great for in between races because you know yeah, 20, 30 minutes, and then RV, and then once you TV get dual TV set up, once you get in the afternoon too. I mean, the one thing the Derby does tick you off with is they particularly for the last race, they have like an hour and a half between the second to last race and the Derby and the Derby's not even the last race. They'll have like two afterwards, but this, the day starts. You'll have a pick three. That's complete. You you could win a pick three bet before noon and the races start at 1030, but then they start stretching them out to like 45 minutes in between each stakes. It gets a little bit longer. Hell, I'll take a nap in the infield.
1: I'm <laughs> you know, like the, the uh, yeah, I'll get to a derby party around three, and they'll be on like race six or seven, and I'm like, "Holy cow!"
0: Yeah, but then,
1: then a little bit after that, man, they really start to stretch that baby out that's and build up to it. To and all the NBC, NBC honks get on there. You, you got to hear, got to see Rutledge go get a drink somewhere, and t- t- him tell me who's who to bet on. You get old like, chick
0: or whatever the the hockey yes, guy. Yes, who, Yeah, he he like when he tells you your picks. It's almost like if you don't pick this demon, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Like because he, he's yeah. one of those like old hockey badasses too, where mm-hmm. I don't ever want to differ from him, but I almost always do. Uh Rainy Moss is the best out of those guys, though, too. Especially the fact that he's just the white bald Rainy Moss. Couldn't be more different yes. than the other Rainy yes. Moss. Like, yes. <laughs> it's yes. like uh it's you know, it's twins with DeVito and Schwarzenegger. Complete polar opposites, but it will be a great viewing day from home. Um, but before we get into the rest of the uk guys and we talk a little bit more derby i'm going to share a little bit of you know, how I kind of handicap horses for better or worse. I want to tell you that this show, 11 personnel is sponsored by our friends from Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels is now available in the U S Canada, UK, Australia, New Zealand, and the EU for all of our European listeners. We have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code roush to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com join the movement another the other 2 million men who trust manscaped and ignore my wife calling me on the computer because here's the thing that i like about manscaped I like it not only are they here to take care of you but they want to remind you that one guy every hour every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer this is a reminder to all of the men listening out there to check yourself for your wreck yourself manscaped in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy manscaping they've partnered with the testicular cancer society to spread awareness for men's healthy and early cancer detection folks my 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 mother has been dealing with cancer she gives chemo for a living and the amount of people our age that go in with situations like this it's disheartening it's heartbreaking don't be one of those get check yourself seriously early and often to make sure there's nothing irregular there um because it it can just be devastating early detection is the key to stopping this so please go down there and and while you're using your manscaped razor go ahead and, and check them out for any lumps changes in size pain anything like that because if you find it out now you could save yourself well down the road so a big shout out to manscape and the testicular cancer society for raising awareness it's something that's not funny as funny as some of these ads can be catch it now before it gets too bad and while you're doing it make sure you're using a manscape razor the lawnmower is an incredible precision tool you can also get the crop preserver and the crop reviver to Keep yourself <laughs> fresh and clean. Uh, the perfect package 3.0 also comes with anti chafing performance boxers to keep your package feeling cool and refreshed. Get 20% off in a free shipping with the code Roush that's R O U S H at manscape.com. 20% off in free shipping with the code Roush at manscape.com. Big thanks to Manscape for sponsoring 11 personnel now. Back to the NFL draft. like it. We still have some prospects to discuss in that those late rounds. Let's see here. Who are we, who are we on now? Like, yeah, most the most
1: interesting ones? one, I think, maybe if the whole draft class is Quentin Bohanna. Um, because if you look at the numbers, they're not there. But if you ask anybody around Kentucky, they'll tell you how important he was. Huge, nice wingspan, big, massive hand, 6'4", 327, a two-gapper, um, a space eater guy who's going to eat blocks, but he's not, you know, a pass rusher. He's not going to produce a lot of tackles for you.
0: Maybe maybe so, a PD pass deflection or something here and there. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he's not as disruptive. You might like the two-gapper phrase, though, all-time football guy phrase. Love it. Right. Absolutely love it.
1: Yeah, they're just it's just hard to know what teams, you know, really want that two-gapper at nose and value it. I think you're looking at a 3-4 scheme, but there's a lot of those in the NFL. So projecting where he's going to go, I think, is really hard. You don't really know. Um, I've seen in some draft boards, some higher uh, value them higher than others. Um, so we'll see. It's, uh, you know, he has a specific, I think, skill set that can be valuable to a team, but they have to want that. And I don't think a lot of, you know, mo- a, a good chunk of NFL teams don't really value or want that. So seeing where Bohana goes, I think it's going to be very interesting. It could, I think there's a wide range of options there for him.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm right there with you in that, Fi- known a team that wants a, a nose like bohanna who was definitely valued more at that position in previous years now yeah they don't like it's just not the style mm-hmm. the nfl's more played in space now so you don't see it as much but a- as you said off the top i mean he was a very valued member of the team despite not having the necessarily the stats to back it up um and, and another guy that produced some that times uh and i I say at times because he made he made some impact plays throughout his kentucky career but he never could consistently become the man and that's boogie watson where this time a year ago we talked about him you know potentially moving up to be a day two pick but the, the the sacks weren't there this year
1: yeah but when boogie when you look at his career in whole like he's got some numbers career 28 and a half tackles for loss 18 and a half sacks six forced fumbles Mm -hmm. so you've got disruption there but sometimes the roster lies to you and this is a case where Kentucky's roster lied to us because we thought he was 6'3 and he came in at six foot one um, when he measured in and that's just that's like almost a no-go there when you're looking for edge rushers Um, Mm -hmm. now he does have a wingspan of 77 inches and long arms of 33 and a quarter uh, which helps him in those situations but it's just hard to sell a team on a 6'1 pass rusher and then he puts out a four point seven seven forty time.
0: He can't he can't run in a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> he,
1: he was just going at an
0: angle. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the deal
1: was, but he could not run in a straight yeah. line. Like he's day. faster than that, I would say. But yeah, it was not a great a great a couple of Wildcats had great pro, pro days. We talked about Landon Young and we're gonna talk about Brandon Eccles here in a little bit, but it was not a good day for Boogie Watson, I don't think. And then I think when you look at him in this body type Um, I think he might be slid inside and play kind of that traditional inside alpha ball linebacker instead of an edge player, Mm -hmm. Um, which he confirmed to us during a pro day media sessions that some teams have asked him to do it and he's been willing to do that. So I think he's going to be an undrafted free agent and they're going to try him out there and we'll see how it goes. But, but yeah, I think this is a a total, a total Testament to like, there's just certain measurements you have to hit. Um, And he, I just think he's came up short on some of them and this, that height and, that that 40 time i think is a concern
0: yeah yeah and you know can't do tight <laughs> no we, we, we like we've
1: the four told... yeah the 40's not like in that position you're looking at more shuttle and three cone and stuff like that but when you you know a defender you're supposed to play linebacker and you're throwing out a 4.77 yeah, That's, well, especially good. in a, a a pro day where kentucky was very friendly yeah, you're beefing up the numbers <laughs> right so you know that that tells me it was probably closer to five which is scary mm-hmm.
0: yeah not great bob not yeah. great bob but he has shown that he can play that inside spot and yeah. ultimately if he doesn't get drafted he'll find a better spot looking right yeah i think it's know,
1: probably it'd be better for him just to pick somewhere
0: right to shop to shop fit and get so. picked by somebody in the seventh In in Max Duffy, that could be the same case for him. He could be shopping for fit. He could be taken in the fourth round.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think he'll get drafted. I think there's a good case for him to be the best punter in the class. Usually about two or three punters get picked. I think he'll get drafted. But, yeah, that's another position. Some teams value it more. So some teams may think he's good enough, and they don't want to risk it. They'll just go ahead, and if they got a few fifth-round picks, they'll just take a flyer on him right there. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see with him, and then... Over to Eccles. I think Brandon Eccles potentially went from an undrafted free agent to a drafted player on pro day. He had an outstanding pro day. Um he's only 5'10", 179, So outside corner, that's a concern. And the fact that he only he had just one interception to go with eleven pass breakups while playing a lot of snaps in two years, like that ball skills portion, that's gonna that's gonna scare some teams that he wasn't able to make enough plays on the ball but he was a very active tackler which his teams teams are going to be happy to see um he still knew the corner position he's got a dog mentality he, he gets after it he's not he's gone up against some tops competition hasn't really taken a step backwards and then you add that with a 42 and a half inch vertical an 114 broad jump i mean just ridiculous numbers on a 510 frame mm-hmm. um so yeah. so i i think he's gonna he's gonna get drafted i think Due to that tackling ability and that athleticism, I think teams are going to be like, all right, we can turn this guy into a slot corner. Yeah. And I think that's where they're, they're going to spend the development pick on him, trying to develop him into a slot corner now. He tried to play that at Kentucky a little bit and didn't really go too well. They kind of just kept him outside. But I think his development to turn into that is going to give him a great chance And that athleticism. And he's still kind of young to the position, still growing into it. I think is going to give him a potential chance to stick in the league, but getting on the right team, I think, is important for that.
0: Yeah, and you, you mentioned that they're going to they're going to want to use a developmental pick on him. It's kind of similar with Big George, where the Giants saw some some mm-hmm. physical tools, and were like we're going to use our co- compensatory pick on him because yeah, because th- there's definitely a market for a player like Brandon. I think out right. There.
1: I think it could be a very similar story to that that a team came to pro day, they saw him, post those numbers, and then that's what made them want to want to draft him. I think it could be a similar story to George softball, J.
0: And uh, as for the other uh, free agents out there, well, they aren't yet, but I think they will be Phil right. Hoskins and AJ Rose. Rose is, Rose is a pass catcher. It can be intriguing. Yes. It, yes. Especially like we, we saw Jalen Hurd. Be pretty successful making that transition at Baylor. I don't know if he's stuck around the league or not at all. He's
1: on the Niners but, right now, I think.
0: Yeah, so you, you know, you've seen it elsewhere where you get kind of a bigger running back who's got some explosiveness, uh, but hasn't really he's caught some passes, but hasn't spent a lot of time out there. You know, I, I could see that definitely happening for him. Uh but it's it's it's
1: yeah, there's definitely some. Some potential there as a pass catcher. And so I could see a team signing him and stashing him on a practice squad to see how they could develop him in a year. The thing about that position though is a bunch of backs come out every year. Yeah. Who are all about the true. same. Mm-hmm. So it's hard, it's a hard position to stay at. Um but at least uh,
0: he does he does have physicality on his side. I don't think he had the greatest yeah. 40 times, but he does have where, where he's he, good in passing.
1: He's good in pass protection. He doesn't really run through tackles. No. Um, he's not a good short yardage back. He's not a great tackle uh, breaker. Um, so a lot of his, you know, I could see him potentially maybe being a good outside zone back, but but you got to have really great balance, to be able to bounce off guys. And he never, he didn't really do that at Kentucky. Um, but really it's all about the receiver value. How can he, with something we haven't seen, how can he, you know, just on the fly and develop into that? If he can prove to, be something there he's got a chance i think to maybe stick on a roster for a year or two um but 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 i think the team's going to get him say he's a developmental player therefore sign him and let's see what we can do because he does have high upside i think as a pass catcher as a third down back
0: right right and in phil hoskins case
1: uh he's the one i could see if you're telling me if you ask me adam which one of these three undrafted free agents if one went who would go i would say it would be hoskins he's six foot four he's shown some pop as a interior pass rusher at times he's got an 83 and three-eighths wingspan he was productive with 30 tackles you see that play he did against georgia where he gets the pbu and the interception so there's some stuff there now he's old Uh, that's the one i think big mark against Mm -hmm. him is just his age Mm -hmm. but yeah you can you can buy into his traits easily and so i think he's going to be a guy to keep an eye on
0: certainly 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 hopefully old man phil uh gets his gets his name called uh if not we'll be finding out late sunday night maybe or late saturday night maybe early sunday morning where these guys end up in free agency Um, but when all of this is going down uh, as much as i wish them well i'll probably not be paying attention because the kentucky derby is saturday we're back in the infield the greatest 26 acres in sports is back And like it, I've got to toe a fine line here because the last time I was at a Kentucky Derby, I wasn't pushing 30. I'm not 30 yet, but I'm pushing it. So not only do I have that going against me, but I also cashed in pretty well Derby weekend last year when I was really paying attention. And I don't know if that was just a byproduct of horse racing was like the only sport I got to watch over the summer. It was just oh, it's a Saturday. Let's pop on Oakland Park, see what's going on over there. So I I don't know if the the familiarity helped that much more. I, I but I hope that some of my strategies are still intact. So look at here. Here's my 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 big ones. Okay, just when you re- when you're reading a program this is kind of what i'm looking for generally speaking and this is just for all race days i like horses that are moving up a class and kind of extending out so maybe they just won a fifty thousand dollar race and now they're moving up to an allowance and they kick their tails in but Everybody else in there, they've been racing allowances for a while. It usually means this horse, that's just the next step in, in their long-term career path, and they could be even better down the road now. Now you might be getting some good value in them. I also like horses that continue to improve with their speed figures. Uh, the buyer, it's not this like, the fastest horse always wins. It's not how it always goes, but it's a good, you know, general general, right, right, exactly. And what I've found, too, is that, man, playing pick threes is so much more fun and can be more profitable. It's not always the case, but on a day, on days like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, where you've got these just big fields uh, with a lot of talented horses, you can get some value. So, like, on the final day at Keeneland, I played a pick three with West Ward horses. West Ward, he's big Keeneland trainer. He's good with turf horses. All three of his horses won the two dollar ticket paid two dollars and 85 cents that's not going to be happening derby weekend you're going to get some better value out of that but the pick three picking a few winners in a row if you can single a horse in one of these a pick three a pick four a pick five like that's where you can hit it big so last year i hit a pick five on oaks day with she dares the devil at the top the kentucky joe's famous horse that uh ran out of Brad Cox, beat Gamine was in Swiss Skydiver, huge under, not a huge underdog, but a pretty big underdog came in. I had that horse as, that was my longer shot with the two favorites in the final leg. Well, because I could single Monomoy Girl in a leg, I could spray around, I could have three horses in that, and I could have four horses in another one, and the ticket cost me $30. It paid out like $1,400 or something like that. So, if you can get a nice little pick three where you're like, I know this one horse is going to win this race, then you can press all <laughs> and you can, you you can cash a nice ticket and, and have a long shot come in. So those are just something, some little bit of betting strategies. And my final one, I know Matt, he has his trifecta for Derby. I always do. a I try to do a five horse try. I'm going to tinker with a super in the Derby this year, but in my five horse try, there's i like to have a speed horse because there's usually going to be a speed horse that takes the lead early and ends up di- you know dying back down but it could end up still hitting in the, the morning money third yeah yeah um soup and sandwich is kind of like that this year it's got some outside speed uh, midnight midnight bur- uh, I'll get into him in a second um but th- there isn't like as much just real hot like we know this horse is going to the front like I, I believe they wasn't sitting on go last year but there was usually there's like a horse near the rail that you're like all right i know they're going to put him straight to the front so typically i'll try to do a speed horse i'll try to get a closer of some sort try to throw in a long shot the favorite and then a horse that i really like this year the horse that i really like is also a favorite so i'm probably going to include mandaloon and that's just because i love Brad Cox horses i can't help it he's won me a ton of money dude's awesome Seth end guy shout out um, but Mandaloon has been like the buzz horse on the backside this week where it ran a good uh, – it ran a good workout. It had great times, so people are like, ooh, watch out for Mandaloon. Sometimes they can come back to bite you, but luckily it ran like uh, a dog, and it's the last time out in the Louisiana Derby, so I think a lot of people are just going to be like, Ooh, why would we pick that horse where other people they're the wise guys they're just saying they're tossing it and saying you know he could run he's ran the seventh best best speed fig all year uh i think the fourth or third best among anybody in the field so some believe he can get back to form and that he's due for a bounce back
1: so i'm looking at this right here and just uh my analytical brain it's working okay there's 650 to one shots yes that seems like a lot is that normal to have, you know, a good chunk of the field be sitting there at fifty-one.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing, too. There were more scratches. Okay. Than normal this year. I, I will say that. Uh, so that's so we got. Play- so
1: you telling me, we got some bums in here that shouldn't have made it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay. Well, that would like that makes King, sense. He's a bum. Throw him out. Uh, yeah. So but- is there
1: any? Is there any of these, like, of these fifty and thirties, like? Who, who has some value like if you're looking for somebody to maybe come in the money like is there someone that you should so, be heavily considering so for my
0: for my, my my long shots the ones that i consider that actually have a chance um i somebody convinced me that keep me in mind is a decent closer that okay. that can potentially, if he get like he, he's had some bad setups in races for him to be a closer, so I'm considering him. And ObiZos is I, ObiZos is one that I, I like, but he kind of worries me, and mm-hmm. that I, I don't like how many other people like are jumping on him. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. one of, one of those deals. But uh, Greg Foley, he he's out of Oldham County. I actually play basketball with his son Travis, who's he's an assistant trainer, I think, now for um uh, But Obizos oh, is a horse that's had he's won in a couple different ways so he could be a closer in midnight bourbon he's he's a 20 to 1 um i think he's gonna be right around there like because yeah, you know I've all heard these talk about are him him. they that move like him. up and down um he's another one that i'm considering as my long shot uh a because as- asmussen hasn't had a winner yet he's almost kind of due and uh That's a horse, too, that's a little bit on the wild side. If he can kind of get it together, maybe that comes in. There's one horse that I I just – granted, I'm very biased for the West Coast. I'm very anti-West Coast. Medina Spirit, he's going to take some money because he's Baffert's only horse in here. But he's like his fifth worst horse. He had so many better horses this year that got taken off the trail. I think he's a bum. Baffert is setting the bar low in hopes that he'll exceed expectations. Um, but I think he's a bum. There's going to be people out there who say, well, yeah. Authentic was kind of similar. After last he year, Baffert's going to get a lot of money. That's yeah, he's going to get a lot of money. That price is going to get driven down. I, so I don't like Baffert. And the one thing that I so I, I think, to, to kind of separate the field. So those are the kind of long shots. The ones that people, the horses people are going to use to try to beat essential quality are Hot Rod Charlie, Known Agenda, and Rock Your World rock your world is probably the speed horse this year he ran a really good san anita he doesn't have a body of work known agenda a lot of people really like that horse and then he drew the rail
1: yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say it's almost like a no-go there
0: right right so i gotta throw him out too and then hot rod charlie hot rod charlie his connections are fun. They're just some frat bros from, like, Brown who don't really know what they're doing. They have one guy who's buddies with Doug O'Neill. Um, and the thing about Hot Rod Charlie, he reminds me of... like Do you remember the horse Dortmund? It sounds familiar. Dortmund was all... He was the bridesmaid to American Pharaoh. I think he came in second yeah, or third that, in every right. Triple Crown race that year. He's one of these big SOBs. He's a, he's a, he's, he's a big-ass horse that's going to be fast. I don't know... Especially as a shipper because he's coming in from California, I don't know if he can win or not, but I think he might hit the money. So th- yeah. those are I, those are the guys that I, I feel like you have to have at least one of them in your try. But which one will it be? I don't know. In as another kicker too, the bear really likes highly motivated. So like I feel like I I'm, I have to kind of consider him. Because he's so analytical ab- about the way he approaches things, so I-, I hate that I haven't narrowed it down more. Other than I just know that I'm going to be making a lot of win bets on Brad Cox horses this weekend.
1: My second question is, how good is this essential quality? Because I'm seeing two to one right here, um, in the odds, and that's pretty pretty high. It's
0: yeah, yeah. Like if if, you, if the- you make
1: a try bet, are you just being stupid if you don't have him? Yes, yeah, in and,
0: and and for all of the the horse heads out there, they're at least like you're you're going to get your you have to include him in right. He's got to be in the like mix that. because, I mean, he's undefeated and he's undefeated racing good competition, and a lot of people aren't as high on him because of the way he f- closed out the Bluegrass, like it was a tough race. But you know, Cox told me that size was like you know left some in the tank, left a little bit in the tank. Uh, didn't get to the bottom of him in the bluegrass. I like to hear that. Uh, and the thing that's great about him too, like is that he he's one as a front runner and he's also one as uh, having to kind of come in off the pace. So he can, he, he can win in a couple different styles. And that's why I, as much as I don't, like I, I enjoy trying to beat the favorite, but I'll usually just throw him in that try. Right. I, yeah. I really do think that this is a, a guy that can win as the favorite.
1: Yeah, it seems that just like I said, I'm just looking at these numbers here. And when I see that two to one, like, that kind of tells me like this, this, this is the best horse pretty clearly in this crop. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, do you ha- do you get the brakes? 14's not a bad slot to come out of. No, it could be a lot no. worse.
0: You need a little bit of luck to win the Derby. Right. Um, there's no doubt about that. And I think you might even get a better price out of him. That Mattress Mac guy, he's a huge, just oh, screw He's a guy. goober. Yeah, and yeah. he's about to put a ton of money yeah. on to really screw up the odds. But I do think you, too, Somebody was was telling me a few weeks ago they were hoping to get five to two out of him. I, I, I'm hopeful that will be the case because I still think a lot of people are going to try to hit with long shots because people are going to be saying this is a wide open
1: derby. Well, one thing, yeah, one thing you could have in your favor there is last year that the favorite was just ridiculous. I mean, everybody was betting on him.
0: Yeah, he was a really low favorite. And and so, yeah, like, this year,
1: this year, the thing's going to go, I think, the other way. People are going to be like, I bet the favorite last year. I'm not betting on the favorite this year. Right, so right. Potentially, right. you could, if you maybe waited a little bit, you could maybe on Derby Day get decent odds. Um, and I would
0: there. like to say, too, I know I probably should have prefaced this at the beginning. Um, I do some research. I do some homework. I love this stuff. But up until last year, my biggest derby day hit was after I handicapped the entire program. I had all of my picks ready in advance. I was a biggest loser. And as I was sitting in the rain, I was like, huh, it's soaking rain in. There's a horse called Funky Duck. I'll put two across the board on him. And he won at 92 to 1. Betting names, embedding dumb yep. connections, it, it works. Like, it, it, it does sometimes. Not every time, like... Soup and sandwich—it's going to take a lot of money, and I think that horse is a bum, just from all the you know hey. the basic girls that love their soup and sandwiches. But I, <laughs> I sometimes, uh,
1: sometimes when I'm playing golf, Nick and I get on the greens, and I'm like, I can't read nothing today. I just I'll flip a coin. Do I want to aim to the left of the hole or do I want to aim to the right of the hole? And you know what? And sometimes it, probably- it works. It works just as good as my other style does for sure.
0: You're exactly right. So uh, on the Oaks, I'll be betting Pauline's Pearl. And that's that was the name of my grandmother. I've got to place a bet on it. I just do, you know. So uh when in doubt, just go with your gut, pick numbers. Uh I think that's what got my wife. She picked country house because she was picking numbers. (laughs) So uh nevertheless, I hope everybody enjoys their Kentucky Derby. I we're recording this on a Tuesday afternoon and I've just got 24 hours left until I'm a free man. Uh, it's, 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 I'm busting my ass to get there, but once it gets here, I cannot, I cannot wait until to, to, for this weekend. It's going to be an incredible bucket.
1: What time's your wake up call? I guess are you doing, are you doing the same thing on Oaks and Derby day? Are you going to take Oaks? Oh, same day,
0: Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So what's yeah. your wake up call? Well, baby's going to make things a little bit different. Uh, but you know, uh, usually I'm like, no matter what, I'd be up at 8am and probably at the, at my locale by 10 at the latest, ready Mm -hmm. to, ready to rock and roll. Uh, this year I'm in charge of the bedding wheel, bringing over a bedding wheel from (laughs) don't tell the people at St. Paul that I've still got the (laughs) church picnic wheel, but I'm bringing it with me and we're going to, we're going to do some wagering. It's going to be a good time. Um, I, I'm also changing things up this year too. Like going Bloody Marys in the morning. It's it's an it's an adult thing in me. I'm just I'm starting to like them now. I used to. There you to go. Not.
1: I can't. I just the tomato juice. Just can't do it. I've tried. Yeah, I, I used to be the same I way, but
0: I just grew into it. Because uh, it, it
1: does seem like the perfect breakfast drink, and I know people that drink them love them. Mm-hmm. And I've tried. I just I can't do it. Can't do it
0: also i'm a big proponent of the five hour energies some people aren't but the b vitamins i think they work wonders on my hangover i mean it's probably just a a placebo but (laughs) everybody's got everybody's
1: got their little own cure that's the key is just finding it Uh, and i'm also worried too like it
0: i've been a bud light man for so long i'm i bought coors lights you're just mixing it up yeah see the cans or bottles uh the wife i asked for bottles and the wife got the aluminum See, 16 ounces my
1: dad my dad likes he's been on a course like kick i don't really like it out of cans i don't think it's all that good out of draft but i think the bottles are really good oh yeah yeah bottles are bottles are great yeah uh, i think but, out know, of a bottle it's as good as any domestic i will say um out of know. can i think bud lights superior um, draft at the lights number one i think but miller lights good draft beer
0: oh yeah yeah bill light is a good draft beer i would also say that um this is a great weekend to just pack a cooler and have that cooler just loaded for the like i'm not i'm oh, not yeah. going to do anything to my cooler for all except just to put more in it you know yeah. like it's just going to be
1: waters at the bottom you know it, yeah it's working overtime this weekend for sure oh
0: man Woo! cannot wait Ah. Man, it's, it's going to be an exciting weekend. We appreciate y'all for hanging out with us this whole entire time. I know you all aren't all horse racing fans or aren't all draft fans, but we're fans of Manscaped. We appreciate them presenting this podcast. Use the promo code Roush for free shipping and 20% off at manscaped.com. And we hope you enjoy It's going to be a beautiful weekend in Lexington, regardless. Lexington, Louisville, everywhere across Kentucky. Get outside, enjoy the weather, and enjoy. One of the greatest sports weekends in the world, Luckett. This is Roush's Super Bowl, everybody. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll be back here. Uh, well, I hope I'll be back here uh, next week to talk more ball with you on 11 Personnel. For Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Rash. Go, Cats, and go, Kroger.